Lynn Hiles Ministries presents Dr. Lynn Hiles That You Might Have Life. And here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles. I want to welcome you back to the program again today. Um, we have never had a guest in the new studio uh, before this and uh, because we've done a lot of things by virtue of series that we've been into, but since we have been in this uh, pandemic, we have stepped out of that series to deal with a few things that I felt like were necessary. But today on the set, I have with me my oldest son, Jeremy, who is the pastor of Word That Frees, a local church in Winchester, Virginia, Northern Virginia area. If you live anywhere near Winchester, Virginia, uh, you need to go by their church and uh, be in a service when they open back up, and it's probably going to open very soon. Uh, but he's been doing a series on uh, w- the words in red that Jesus spoke, and he's given a tremendous contrast between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, some very powerful things. And I felt like it would be good to have him on a little bit to get uh, 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 to get a chance to get a feel of what he's saying uh, on this particular uh, subject. Uh, let me just say also that uh, we, we welcome you and thank you for joining us. Uh, if you miss any of these and you want to go back and watch them again, we upload everything that we air uh, goes on our YouTube channel. It also goes up to our podcast and to an RSS feed for Android devices so that if you miss any of them, uh, you can go back and watch them for free. The easiest way to do that is simply to go to our website and there's a link there that will take you directly uh, to our YouTube channel. It'll take you directly to our uh, iTunes podcast and to the RSS feed. I also would mention to you that, um, of course, we've been recently airing some things. Uh, we just finished uh, on Matthew chapter 24, and uh, they've been greatly responded to. Thank you for your response. It lets us know that you are hearing and that you appreciate what we're saying. But we also did a webinar on that subject where I teach it in detail. It has since been uploaded to our YouTube channel as well, and you can go there and watch it as well. And it is some powerful information that I believe is a must-see. If you're afraid of some things that you've heard uh, concerning end times, you owe it to yourself to at least take a look that there might be another view of this and another option. So that is available to you. But it is great to have you on the set today, son. And, uh, you know, I know you've been sharing some of this, especially through your live feed and Word That Frees. And you could tell them about your website sure. also uh, and, and your, your, your Facebook page where people can go like your page. You no, know. We have not. We've not done. We, we never did any kind of uh, live stream stuff until this this. Uh, Quarantine yeah. lockdown thing happened, and so, uh, but we've been doing some church services online just so our people still have them. We've been getting a lot of response. Uh, our Facebook page is Word to Freeze Church. Uh, you can go on there, find us, and everything that we have done online uh, through this uh, quarantine yeah. and stuff uh, is on there, and you can watch that. So if you want, uh, and we just started that's this series on the words in red when this started. So if you like what you heard, if you like what we hear, uh, you can go back and and watch that and and maybe catch up, maybe hear some things that you've you've never heard or seen in another context. One of the things that we've been looking at because I've I've grown up in church, and so I've always heard people, and I even hear people that are non-believers sometimes say a statement. Well, you got to live by the words in red, you know, and, 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 you know, and they, what they mean is you got to live by what Jesus said. 
but sometimes the but you know for me in studying and reading and 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 you know uh, we spend a lot of time especially as a pastor and 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 growing up we spend a lot of times really looking at the scriptures and studying the scriptures and sometimes if you do not understand the context the audience who Jesus was talking to the words in red can become confusing yep. and even sometimes damaging. Yeah, uh, because there are times that Jesus talks, and and we, the last several weeks, we are the last maybe two weeks or so, we've been talking from specifically uh, Luke chapter five, and there is a contrast there in that scripture of uh, Jesus talking really to two different types of covenant. Jesus, when Jesus comes on the scene. He comes during the time, I was thinking about even this last night as I was just kind of doing some studying again for, for Sunday morning and for today, and uh, uh, when Jesus comes on the scene, he is, he is in a time where there is, the old covenant is very much in effect. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, there is a Roman occupation. And I think that's kind of, you know, when I think that even for that, when I was thinking about last night, because I was kind of just thinking about, well, why would Jesus decide, why would God decide that that's the time he's going to introduce Jesus is during a time when, you know, his people are, are there, but his people are under uh, really the occupation of an enemy. Yeah. You know, but Jesus comes during that time because he comes not just to reiterate what they've been learning. He comes to re he comes to re he comes to introduce really a new concept and to really introduce them to the father and to a new covenant that he's about to bring on the scene because the old covenant, his people have broken that covenant, you know, and it has been a covenant that he really entered into, that God entered into, not really uh, through his heart, but because that's what those people demanded. They wanted a covenant in which yeah. we'll, you know, they, when Mo, in other words, when Moses goes up into the mountain after they have been freed from the Egyptian bondage, he says to he wants he wants to bring the people up into the mountain. He says, "I'm going to put I'm going to make you a nation of kings and priests. I'm going to write my laws on your heart. You're going to be my people." But because of the 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 thundering and 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 the cloud that covered that mountain, the people said, "You know, we're scared to go up to this place. So you go up for us, Moses, and whatever he says, we're going to do." Yeah. And because they didn't come up into the mountain where he could just embrace them and show them who he really was. They had to find out from a distance, and they entered into a covenant that required works and labors. Yep. Required them to do stuff in order to get God to do for them. Yep. And that was really, even though, I mean, that really even wasn't the heart and passion of God, but because yep. that's what the people demanded, he gave it to yep. them. But it wasn't, I mean, Moses didn't even come down, off, get down off the mountain with, here's the covenant that we're going to do before they had already broken it, before yeah. they had already messed that all up, you know. And so it was, uh, you know, all this time that they've been entered into this covenant, from the time they, they came to that mountain to the time that Jesus comes on the scene, they had been in that covenant and not, they couldn't keep it. Mm -hmm. They kept breaking it. They kept, God kept having to punish them. He kept trying to give them something else and they just would not. And so I think it's amazing Jesus shows up during a time when that is very much in effect, but they yep. don't even realize it's how bad they have broken the covenant. Yep. And that they are under this enemy occupation during this time. Matter of fact, in the book of Luke, one of the first sermons Jesus gets up, he talks, he talks from uh, Isaiah. And he says, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel, to, 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 to uh, set at liberty those that have been in bondage, to uh, heal the sick. And he starts talking about all the things that he's, he's going to do. And he sets down and he doesn't complete that whole scripture because it ends with, 
and to uh, declare the days of vengeance. Yeah. But 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 in doing yeah. that, he doesn't. He does, when Jesus gives that sermon, he doesn't talk about the days of vengeance. He talks about how I've come to really just heal some people. Yeah, I've come to introduce the some, favor of God. Personal. Declare the favor of yeah. God to yeah. give an opportunity for people who have never had. And he's talking about this time of uh, jubilee, and that was a yeah. time of rest. Many people think Sabbath is just on Sunday mornings, you know, or Saturdays, you know, in that in that case. But Sabbath was more than just that day of, day the, of the week. Sabbath was a, there were Sabbath years. There were times where after uh, 50 Sabbaths, there was a time in which uh, you were declared, if you had lost anything, yep. if you had, you know, say you had gone into debt and you had to sell your land, during the time of the, of the Jubilee, which was a time of where you took a whole Sabbath year off because God wanted you to rest. He was yep. serious about rest yep. and letting the ran, land yep. rest, all that. He was he was declaring that that in that in that fiftieth Sabbath, yeah, that if you had lost any possession, if anything you got into debt, that that was all cleared and everything was returned to you, because he wanted to because when you entered back into the next year where you began to work again, everything was restored. So that distress, the the <laughs> you know, I mean, God wanted to release yeah. stress from off of people, yeah. but they didn't even keep the Sabbath. They didn't keep the jubilees, yeah. They, you know, and so Jesus comes and he starts declaring, "I want to give you this rest." Yeah, and the rest that he, I believe, that Jesus came was not just so that uh, the Jews could have a year, uh, you know, off, but it was that Jesus was becoming that rest. That yeah. you enter because he says to, in one's place, he says, uh, "Come, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest." Yeah, and it's really in our in our new covenant. It is a coming to Jesus that when we come into Him, we find a perpetual rest. Where yeah. it's not just a a a once a year thing or every seven years. It's a it's a perpetual rest that we find in Him that He was trying to bring people into. That I'm going to preach this to the poor. Yeah, I'm going to preach this to the lowly. I'm going to preach this to people that have been hurt, and I'm going to set at liberty those that have been in bondage. I want to bring you to a place and. When we talk from uh, Luke chapter five, and I don't want to take up your show, so no, you no, no, I'm happy you want so you talk. Uh, um, the uh, in Luke chapter five, it's or, yeah, Luke chapter five. It starts out, and he said, and he says that there, he, there was a press of the crowd around him. Yeah, and so he wanted he, he he because they wanted to hear the gospel that he was preaching, and I said there was two ships, and I think it's it's amazing because chapter five starts and it says, and there were two ships. And to me, when I seen that, and I didn't really see it for the first couple uh, times I was kind of teaching some stuff until I kind of got on down and was really seeing some contrast, that the two that he starts out with two ships, and to me it represents two covenants. Mm -hmm. There was an old covenant and a new covenant. Yep. And the fishermen, they were just mending their nets. They were going about their business, and Jesus entered into one of the boats, and it happened to be Simon Peter's boat. And he says, just cast out a little bit if you don't mind. And so, you know, Simon cast out from the shore a little bit and Jesus teaches and they you know they're mending their nets they're going through all their daily stuff they're just normal guys you know I mean they're not you know you, you, we think about Simon Peter who becomes an apostle but at this time he's just a fisherman he's probably just a dude just like you know okay this guy seems to be famous I'll give I'll, I'll you know help him out a little bit we're not doing anything anyway after Jesus gets done teaching though he said he tells Simon he says now go out to the deep and cast out to the deep and let down your nets. And Peter tells him, he said, you know what, we've been, look, we've been fishing all night. We've been out all night. Been toiling. We haven't caught a thing. Yeah, yep. But because you said, because you tell us to do it, 
uh, you know, there was something that, that what Jesus was teaching must have just done something for him. Because I try to put myself in the scenario yeah. of a regular guy. If I've been working all night, and this dude gets a, he comes in, he's like, you know, I want you to go out and do some more work that you've been doing all night. I gotta be like, look, dude, I'm tired. <laughs> you know, we just got these we nets, just got these nets all done. And we're, you know, but whatever. <laughs> you know, but there was something about what Jesus said, uh, you know, and, and, and what was happening. I think that was really there was something that was resonating inside of Peter. Maybe something that was hidden in his heart all along, or something. You know, but again. The old covenant is all about your works, your labor. He's been out all night toiling. They've been putting the nets away. But there's something about Jesus, because like I said, he came to declare the rest of God. He came to declare the the Sabbath. The favor. Yeah. The, favor. the year of the favor of our God. The That's year of Jubilee, actually. The year yeah. of Jubilee. And so he says, well, just go out. So I think there was something about what Jesus was declaring from his boat that said, okay, I'm going to go out and do what you asked. Even though we've been out laboring all night, we haven't caught anything, but... You know, we'll we'll do something, and so they go out, let down their net, and when they let down their net, their net starts to break. They've got to call the other ship up to help them. Their nets are, are full. They about they about almost sink the two boats getting back into shore with the fit the amount of fish that they have caught. It was out, and it's eaten. And so they went from a night of toiling all night, which speaks to me of the old covenant. Yeah. You work, you labored, you can never even religion sometimes is that you work, you labor, you can never do good enough. And it's just you're just wore out with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then, but there was something. But there's something. I mean, the reason why even we go to church, and most people go to church, regardless of what kind of culture, what kind of church they go to, you stay there, not because you just go to church. Most of the time, you stay there because you had some kind of encounter with Jesus. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we've been talking about, even in the midst of this pandemic and 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 quarantine and stuff, and and even me and you have talked is that there's something that's I think is reintroducing the power of Jesus. Yeah. You know, people have been I mean churches have been forced to uh not have services and and people haven't been able to gather inside of buildings. We've been forced to find new ways to communicate and and you know and it's forced the church has left the building. The church has left the building. And what <laughs> I have found yeah. what I've found in the midst of this is that I've gotten an opportunity that to to share online. You know, so we've been sharing on our Facebook and 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 teaching on our Facebook, and we have had so much more response to our you know people who who have never been to our building, yep. people who've never been to our church, maybe would have never gone to church even. Yeah, uh, people that I grew up with, went to school with, you know, knew, and I haven't seen in years. All of a sudden, are tuning in and listening week after week. Yeah. Uh, and they're hearing something, and it's it, you know, and it's 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 amazing to me to watch this this opportunity. I and I we've been talking about uh, it's really an opportunity that the, the Holy Spirit is doing the work. Yeah, and people are sitting at their computers and watching something, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, without us being able to be, and you know, because we think, and there's, and let me let me just say for clarification, I love church. Yeah, I love the church. Yeah. I don't think there's any replacement for the gathering together yep. of the people of God because I think that there's a there's a culture of family there. Yep. There is a caring that you can't just find anywhere else right. where people get involved in what's happening and they care at least in our church especially people care about what's happened to you. Yeah. They want to know about you. They want to love on you. You know, they want to we share meals sometimes at our church just randomly and you know somebody'll make breakfast and bring it in on a Sunday and there's a real culture of family in our church. Uh, and there's no replacement for that doing it online. But there ha without ha so I love that. Yeah. 
But sometimes we have had this, you know, well, God can't do anything if you ain't in our building. Yeah. You know, like if they're in an atmosphere created, there's not a... You know, Ham and organ or something. Yeah, yeah or something yeah. happening, then God can't move. Right. And what we have found is because, you know, when we, because we're, we're really trying to obey the laws of the land at this time to, to social distance and things. So yep. there's only been me and Jason on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Jason will do my worship. And then when he's done, I get up and we speak. But there's been an atmosphere where you can feel you can feel the Holy Spirit in the room just with the two of us. Yeah. And there are people that have, you know, even contacted us saying, Man, I'm I just feel you can feel something this morning. That just really what I needed. That touched me. Yep. And there's an atmosphere of the Holy Spirit that didn't have to be in you didn't have to be in this room in order for the Holy Spirit to do something. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is ever present. He's present everywhere. And he just shows he'll show up in the living room if he yep. has to. Yeah. Because he's desperate to touch people. You know, we talked about even when uh, uh, Peter, he went to the house of Cornelius, he had no expectation of God doing because in his yeah. mind, uh, this wasn't for, uh, Cornelius Gentile. was a Gentile, yeah, and was this Italian, wasn't for yeah. them, he was unclean. Yeah. Peter wasn't even supposed to be in this dude's house. Yeah. He was just obeying what he felt like the Lord told him to do. Yeah. And he goes, and he don't even know what he's supposed to do, all he does is go, and it says, the scripture says, he started talking about Jesus. And in the middle of talking about Jesus, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit shows up, and the whole house of Cornelius, without being baptized, without being circumcised, without having to go through all the rigmarole that those people that grew up under the old covenant went through, they get the, they start speaking in tongues and get the Holy Spirit without any of that. Yeah, it just happens because they start hearing about Jesus and it sets them free. And so, even as we entered into this pandemic and started teaching online, that's been one of the things that just always is on my mind and on my heart is that you never know. Every time that camera comes on, you start teaching, yep. and you start talking about Jesus. Just who might get the Holy Spirit, or yep. what might happen in the somebody's life. lives being changed, just simply because you start talking about Jesus, and they heard about Jesus. Yeah, you know, we're so there's so much of the gospel that we have, we have made old covenant gospel. Yeah, and we've made it works for people, and we've and and. Most of the time, we don't even talk about Jesus in the context. We're, yeah. we're quick to talk about sin. We're, talk, we're quick to talk about the devil. But, very, but we're not quick always to talk about Jesus and how powerful just yep. who he is. And how good he really is. And how good he really is. And I think sometimes we need to just be like Peter, show up in somebody's house and just start talking about Jesus with no, not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. People that we might think are unclean or unworthy or this is never going to happen, start talking about the goodness of Jesus. Start talking about how good he is and just watch the power of the Holy Spirit show up in people's lives and just watch the change happen because you just talked about how good Jesus is and like I said we've seen that we've seen that happen on our online service a little bit just simply talking about Jesus and how good he is and uh, you know putting these words in red in context uh, mm -hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you need. Well, I was just no, I don't mind. I, I brought you on to have you talk a little bit, but I was just thinking while you were saying that, you know, that it was such a shocking revelation to Peter, even when yeah. he went to the house of Cornelius, that he has to go up and explain this to the brothers at Jerusalem, yep. <laughs> because this is a totally foreign concept. God just jumped out of their religious box. Yep. And I think we're going to see a lot of that right now in this season. Is that God has jumped out of our religious box, and like I said, the church has left the building, and now. 
how the seed of the kingdom is going all through, uh, you know, all through all through the earth. Because yeah. really, God's God's focus is is well, like like you said, we agree with you so much. We love the local church and the corporate gathering, the sense of community. But the mission of the church is the kingdom. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I was in a place not too long ago where they had a sign over the door that says, "You are now leaving your, you're now entering your mission field." So we always think about it some other form place. But it's just talk about the goodness of God. Yep. But Peter goes back up and has to describe to the boys, you know, and they're like, "What? Well, what's going on here? These yeah. Gentiles are being included. We thought they were common and unclean, and here yeah. they're, you know, God's including them. You know, I can yeah. see Peter what going like, I didn't give them the Holy Ghost. <laughs> God just talked about Jesus. Yeah. God showed up. Yeah. So, What do you mean they got the Holy Ghost? I mean, where he said, are, are, have they been baptized? No. Did, were they circumcised? No. Uh, did like, they do it the way we do it? Yeah. They, yeah. Well, then how did he's like, I, you know, how did they get there? Well, I don't need, and Peter, I mean, there's literal scripture where Peter's like, I don't know. All I did was go up and obey what I felt like our Holy Spirit told me to do. Yeah. Went up, I just started talking about Jesus and telling the stories of our, our of, of us following him and what he did. Yeah. It's in the midst of that. Those guys got the Holy Ghost fell in that place, and it's the same. And he's like, I was good enough to recognize it's the same Holy Ghost that fell yep. upon us in the upper room. Yes, sir. And so obviously, God is not <laughs> looking at us any differently anymore. He's including both yep. Jew and Gentile in this, yep. you know. And, and so. I, I think one of the important things too that you mentioned, and when you began, is that I think it's something really important, even maybe to reiterate, <laughs> is that the Scripture said that Jesus was born of a woman, born under the law to redeem them that were under the law. And I think that is so important, especially when you read the four Gospels, is to see that they're transitional books. Mm -hmm. They are still under the law, introducing the kingdom. And John the Baptist is saying, it's at hand. In other words, another covenant's coming on the scene. That, to me, understanding the covenants are so vitally important because I think that if you don't understand that, you're, you're going to get back on that old covenant boat, you're going to go back out there and toil, yep. you're going to go back out there and row, and you're going to come back discouraged because you're not going to catch any fish. Yep. Because we're going to have to use a different kind of a bait yep. if you're going to catch fish. And I, you can't use the same old fear and tyranny to manipulate and try to get people to come and serve Him because almost they're being held hostage. Yep. And I think that's almost been the, the dynamic of uh, where people have thought, you know, as well, I'm, I'm coming to Jesus because I don't like the alternative. Mm-hmm. But is Jesus really that bad that we, that's all we have to offer is, yeah. is what happens if you don't receive Him? Well, and here's I Peter. Think, you know, and he had Peter even as an apostle. You know, you, and I can see pastors and, and, and preachers in yep. the midst of this, is that even you get tired of going out and you're working and laboring yep. and you're coming, you're, you're doing all this stuff and you're doing it all through the night and yep. you're not coming back with anything. Yep. You know, somewhere, then, then to me, Jesus shows up and again, the message changes. Yep. There's something that he's saying that's different. And I think sometimes, and even through this pandemic and this, this quarantine, I'm really having to take stock of, okay, what, do, what is it that we're supposed to be doing in the midst of this? Because we have been in a building where people don't come. And they're not hearing, and, I, and he even have to make the decisions. Okay, is God wanting to do something different, or yep. is God wanting to show us another way that might be an easier yep. way? That yep. you know, we go out and let, we let nets down, and we're having to bring two ships along that almost sink in the yep. boat, trying to get them to the shore yep. because there's so much, you know. And maybe that's what God is wanting to do, even in the midst of this, is to begin to change how we do some stuff. And I think even as pastors, there's some stuff that we need to do to retake stock of, of what yep. we're, our mission really is. We might need some more ships, some more fellowships even to put yep. them in. But you know, I was thinking, you know, like, like I said, they went out and they, they had told and they fished all night and they caught no fish. 
And, uh, you know, I, I think that what's happening somewhat, too, is that, you know, I know that certain things have happened with your live feed of people mm-hmm. from our community or people from your high school friend that started watching. Mm-hmm. And I think what people are realizing is the message is different than it used to be, at least what we're declaring. Yeah. It's not the same old fear and old covenant threats and condemnation and guilt and God's mad at you and all that yep. stuff. They're starting to realize, I think stuff resonates with people that's already in their heart. In other words, yeah. they know God is good. Something yep. deep down inside of people know God is good. They just don't know how to articulate it yep. or, or how to put the pieces together. I believe even Christians are like, you know, could, it really, could the gospel really be this good? And I think what's happening is that we are representing Him yep. to the world. And, uh, you know, we are in more than a revival. We are in a reformation, a reformation. And I think one of the things that's happening is that we are representing Him in a light where people say, well, now this is the Jesus that I feel attracted to. And I think that's what's going to help us to catch some fish. You know, we've got a couple more minutes, so go ahead, you know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you think about, too, is that uh, I always tell our people this. We talk about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, it knows truth. It knows all it because Jesus said it knows truth and it will testify of me. It yeah. doesn't testify of itself. It will testify of God. And he says, I always tell people that uh, when you when the Holy when you hear truth, something inside of you goes, ah, oh, that's real. That's truth. I know that. Yeah. I don't know how I know it. I never heard it before, but I know that's true. I said, that's your Holy Spirit. And I said, your Holy Spirit will also recognize sometimes when you come to church and you hear something that's not the gospel, something inside of you almost gets angry about it, you know, or it, it kind of rejects. I said, yeah. I, I, I tell people, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I said, you, you know, I said, if that happens, I said, I even tell people if that happens in our church, you know, and you recognize that what I said, don't just, t- then you need to go home and, and, and be obedient to that, listening to that Holy Spirit, because I said, I can be wrong. I might go home that night and the Lord changed my mind about what I said, and I might come back the next week and, and repent or, yeah. you know, say, I was wrong. I was, I, I misrepresented yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. You know, because the Holy Spirit, and I think that's one of the things that, and me and you have talked, and I think that stuff we'll probably begin to talk about even some more, is that I think that we have not been led by the Holy Spirit as much as we're supposed to be. Yeah. And we've not te- taught people. How to be God. led by yeah. the Holy Spirit, you know, and be governed by that. Where and some of that can rules. be trial and error. In other words, you, you're going to make go, sure. you're going to make mistakes to learn Absolutely. to be led by the Spirit. But you know, go ahead. Uh, you know, uh, but but learning how to be obedient to that Holy Spirit is one of the things I think that the Lord is really one of the transitions and reformations that I believe the Lord is beginning to do, even in this time, is to begin to teach us how to rely on that. Not rules and regulations, or here's what we expect when you come into our building. I mean, the Lord's really been even working in my heart about, you know, what happens when this when this uh, stay-at-home order is is released and we're let out to go back to our buildings. What people might be walking in that's been listening to us that might not have been what we think. It might have been like the House of Cornelius people. Yeah. We're thinking they're unclean, and God shows they come in, and, and man, the Holy Spirit just begins to work. And we have to begin to have an explanation and yeah. begin to question those things ourselves. I yeah. think we need to be prepared for that. And I think that's just where the Holy Spirit comes in, even for us as pastors, to yeah. be prepared. God's about to do something that He's not done yeah. before. 
Well, we're in a massive shift, but we're about to run out of time. And I think that it's, it's a good day to be alive because as we shift this, if you, you're there and you've been discouraged and you, you just don't uh, feel like you're accepted, I want you to know you're accepted in the Beloved today. Let the Holy Absolutely. Spirit minister to your heart. We're about to run out of time. If you appreciate what you're hearing, please take a moment to sow seed into the ministry. Uh, you can go to the website. It's very easy to do that via PayPal, or you can uh, call that number on the screen and give via text message, or you can also send check or money order to the uh, address on the screen. Thank you, and join us again next week at the same time. God bless you. The word repentance means to change your mind. The message of John the Baptist and of Jesus was to repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is accessed by a change in our thinking. If you are in outer darkness, there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. That reality is not always out in the distant future. It is in people's lives right now. One simple mind shift can move you out of darkness and weeping and into light and rejoicing. God wants to wipe all tears from our eyes and replace our weeping with joy.